Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? That was pathetic. How's everybody doing tonight? Come on. Come on. Listen, if you're having a good time on three, say, oh, yeah, one, two, three. All right. Man, I'm excited to be here. I first came to the ranch when I was 17 years old. How many of you are 17? Any 17-year-olds in the room? Awesome. Yeah, you're not 17. You look 17. You look very mature for your age. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to share what God's put in my heart for you this week and for myself and for your counselors. But I, w- I want to tell you something before I introduce myself, because I one of the things I loved about being a counselor and about being an intern and, and working here for a while, being a program director, was that I got, I got to build relationships. And now I've got friendships with people all over the world. Now I've traveled to Thailand and I've met people that worked at River Valley Ranch, that was a camper at River Valley Ranch. I've been in Canada and have met people at River Valley Ranch that, that, that had some kind of tie with River Valley Ranch. So River Valley Ranch has a really special place in my heart also because I met my beautiful wife right here at River Valley Ranch. Yeah, that's something we're celebrating. So, what's your name, buddy? What's your name? John, don't get any bright ideas, buddy. Not, not this week, okay? Not this week. Not happening. But, but here's, here's what I want to tell you. Before I tell you my name, even, here, here's what I want to tell you. Listen up. This is important. This could be the best week of your life. Like this, this week could be the best week of your life. This week could change your life unlike any other week that you've ever experienced, but it could also be the worst week of your life. It could also be a mediocre week. What's really cool is that you get to choose. Like you get to choose that. That's your choice. Everybody say my choice. Look at your neighbor and say your choice. Listen, we get to choose we, we don't get to control. A lot, of, a lot of stuff is out of control. If you agree with that, say, oh yeah. oh, yeah. We don't get to control everything in life. But we do get to control how we respond to everything in life, okay? So that's what I, that's what I want you to consider tonight. But let me introduce myself. I, my name's Aaron Harding. I am the lead pastor of the Bridge Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the... 2018 Super Bowl champions, baby! What's up? I know I'm, I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong place. We're gonna have some fun. Who who wants to who wants who wants some candy to chow down? All right, here we go. If you can answer these questions correctly, and you know what? Sometimes I just like throwing candy out. So, so you, you, might, you might get lucky. But if you can answer some of these questions, we'll see if you can uh, go home with some, uh, some yummy stuff. Here we go. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not on all kinds of social media, but I am on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to check me out there, that'd be great. I like to con- you know, c- connect with people, even counselors, over the years. But um, here's the first question. How long have I been married? 
Oh, by the way, that's my beautiful best friend, wife. All right, I'm going to turn around, and you just, you just tell me when to stop. Stop, stop. Oh, right there. How long have I been married? All right, wrong answer. You know what? We're going to go with the girls. You right there. How many years? What's that? Ten years. Nope. I'm pointing right here. Eight years. Well, well, now you know what the answer is. How long have I been married? Fourteen years. Stand up, babe. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Everybody say, hey, Martha. My dad gave me the best advice that anyone's ever given me. He said, marry your best friend, and that's exactly what I did. Been married for 14 years. There you go. All right, next question. Who's ready for this? My wife and I were high school sweethearts. You're smart because you're listening. Where did my wife and I meet? Right here. All right. Here we go. Oh. How many? We have how many children? Three. You're the blue shirt. Wrong answer. You wait back there in the beige shirt pink four children look at those crazy people so in the middle you probably you, you might see him at free time or whatever his name's elisha he's 11 years old he's up at fort roller how many of you have been fort roller campers before he's up there this week and then there's aria you want to sit She, she, she doesn't like you guys yet. All right. So then there's Emma. She's seven. She's waving to you. There she is. And then there's Adley. She's six and licking a flower, apparently. I'm not sure what she's doing there. But, um, yeah, we've got four children. Here's, uh, here's another one. How many cups of coffee do I average per day? You in the pink hat. Wrong answer. Over here. Right there, the hat. Nope, blue shirt. Yep, blue shirt. What's that? Nope. Seven to nine. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. 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 Yeah. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. That's what they tell me. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Truthfully, there was a time where I drank over 20 cups of coffee a day. Yeah, it's true. I actually was hospitalized for a week. No, no lie, right, Marth? It was, it, was, it was horrible. So don't do what I did. Don't drink 20 cups of coffee a day. All right. This, this might be a tricky one. Which role have I never done here at RVR? Bull rider? Nope. Nope. Wrong again. 
Yep, pink shirt back there. Man, we got a lot of pink shirts tonight. What's that? Wow. Like, did you ask somebody? That is impressive. I have never been a crew chief here at RVR. I couldn't fit everything on this on, on this screen, but that's me on the left as Captain Jack Sparrow. Do you still do the pirate pool parties? No? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. No lie, my friend there, Mr. Peglegs, he almost drowned in a pirate pool party. True story. Um, there's me as a head counselor, my wife, program director. Uh, think 14 or 15 years ago, the inaugural year of Arrowhead Woods. First year Arrowhead Woods was ever in existence. Was anyone a camper there? You were a camper at Arrowhead Woods the first year? Okay, I was going to say, wow, you, you would have been like zero, like, like one year old. But uh, yeah, so, so we, were, we were there. And then, yep, that's me riding a bull right here at River Valley Ranch. Who answered that question correctly? I owe you some candy. Who was that? Right there? Pat, pass it back to her. Be a friend. Be a friend. All right. Where am I at here? Out of control. I feel out of control. Anyone else feel out of control tonight? All right, so now you know me a little bit better. I am hoping to get to know you guys really well. Uh, maybe some of you by name, and I can pray for you. Um, if, if, you, if you need prayer, certainly just, you know, catch me throughout the day, and I'd love to stop with you and pray with you. I know we've all got a lot going on. But tonight, my, my goal, and, and even this week, my goal is not to convince you of anything or to try to change your mind or try to persuade you to believe, you know, something. I just want to start a discussion with you that hopefully you're going to continue to have with your counselors, maybe with your friends, your bunkmates, your roommates, maybe, maybe you'll even go home and continue these conversations with your parents and your siblings. That would be, that would be awesome. But I'm going to ask you a question to start with, and I don't want you to answer it right away, because when you see the question on the screen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to seem simple, and you're probably going to think you know what the answer is, and you might be right. You might know what the answer is. That's not the point. The point isn't about getting the answer right. I just want you to think about the question, all right? Here's the question. Um, it, do you think it's possible? Don't answer it. Do you think it's possible to be calm, like inwardly, an in, in, in inner peace, an in inner calm in the midst of absolute chaos? Do you think that's possible? Don't answer it. Just, just, just sit with it for a moment. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, of course it's possible to be calm in the middle of absolute Chaos, right? Like, like I would think that, but then my 11-year-old racks up $500 on iTunes. And my wife reminds me, hey, Aaron, it's possible to be calm in the middle of absolute chaos. And I'm like, are you kidding me? $500 on iTunes? What, are you crazy? What is, like, it's, it's, it's almost Christmas, and you just spent $500. And my wife's like, hey, Aaron, it's possible to be calm in the midst of absolute chaos. Raise your hand if you think I was calm when I found out my son spent $500. Yeah, I was not calm. I was like, what? But here's the question. You can answer this one. You can answer this question. What comes to your mind when you hear the word chaos? That was a good one. He said my parents. Yeah, it's true. Can you, raise your hand if you can relate to that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's real, man. I appreciate your authenticity. What, what else? What comes to your mind when you hear the word chaos? Okay, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I, li- I like that. I, li- I like the thought behind it. Uh, what else? What comes to your mind when you, when you hear the word chaos? Yeah. Yeah, what else? Chaos from Skylanders. Okay. I was thinking maybe chaos from Get Smart. Who remembers that? What else? What's that? Yeah, wow, yes, <laughs> okay, um, we're, we're going deep already, all right, this is Sunday night, but he just went there, all right, um, let's look at what the dictionary says, the dictionary says chaos, a state of utter confusion or disorder, any confused or disorderly mass disruption, when I think of chaos, a few images come to mind, this is the first one. Wait for it. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around, and the game. Oh my goodness! The Eagles won the Super Bowl. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. You should have seen my house. It was awesome. We had this lady from church. She broke down. She fell on the ground, and she said, Pastor, pray. Pray, Pastor. And I'm like, what am I supposed to pray? I'm not praying after a football game. Like, like we just won, right? Wow, that's what I think about when I hear the word chaos, and now I need some water. I went into my wife's office, and I said, hey, did you happen to get a picture of the girl's bedroom before you cleaned it up? I mean, how, how many of you have messy bedrooms? Dude, my girl's bedrooms, they're like, they're just apocalyptic zones, man. They're terrible. So I went into my wife's office and I said, hey, I, I, need, a, I need a picture to, to show the girls chaos in their bedroom. She said, I, I didn't take one before I cleaned their bedroom. I said, bummer. So I went into the intern's office at the church. They have this office you know, kind of off by themselves, and that's where the refrigerator and stuff is. So I went in there to grab some stuff out of the refrigerator, and oh, and that's what I see right there. I'm not exactly sure what's happening in the scene, except I walked in, and Adley, against the wall, she's hurling stuffed animals all over the room. And, and Aria, believe it or not, is balancing on top of an exercise ball while she's dodging stuffed animals that Adley is throwing to her. And I'm not, Emma's like Godzilla. I don't know what she's doing right there on, on top of that can, but that was absolutely chaotic. And then there's this. Anyone seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Yeah. Like this, this is just one epic scene. Isn't that awesome? Like dinosaur stampede, sea cliff, volcanic bombs, massive pyroclastic flow, and then maybe that's Chris Pratt, I think it is, in the bubble car. Like, I mean, that's just absolutely out of control, isn't it? Out of control. When the raptor gets out, you know, I guess all hope is lost. I mean, imagine some invisible voice from the sky. Chris Pratt's like running toward that sea cliff, like that's the best place to go, I guess. 100 feet down, slamming against the rocks on the bottom of the, of the cliff. 
Imagine some invisible voice that he can't see just out of nowhere. Hey, hey, Chris Pratt, or, or what's his name, Owen? Owen Grady, it's gonna be okay. Don't freak out, right? But have you ever heard the three most annoying words in the human language? Have you ever heard those words before? Like, just stay calm. Listen, when, 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 when I'm driving and somebody cuts me off, and I'm like, oh my, my wife's like, Aaron, just stay calm. And I'm like, they deserve to die. They just cut me off in traffic, and I've got places to be. Has anyone ever told you to just stay calm before? How, 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 how does that work? Does it work pretty well? No, it doesn't work at all. I want to I I get serious for just a second. Look at this. This is a, a picture, an artistic picture from uh, the Bible Project. If you ever get a chance to check out thebibleproject.com, you should. It's awesome. But, um, but I'm using this picture to, to describe a scene in the Garden of Eden, kind of like the utopian scenes in Jurassic, in the Jurassic series. You know, it's interesting. I'm not sure how many of the producers and directors of, of that series believe in God and believe in the Bible, but um, it, it mirrors the, the, the biblical narrative. You know, every, every single one of them begins in this beautiful utopian, utopian uh, kind of environment and then ends in absolute, utter, total, what? Chaos. You know, at the beginning of human history, God created um, man, and he created woman, and he placed them in a beautiful garden. Kind of like this. We don't really, you know, know, because that was thousands and thousands of years ago. They had everything they needed. They um, enjoyed a personal friendship with their creator. Um, by Genesis 2, the tragedy that history books and the Bible call the fall. It was well underway. Everything seems just fine at first. Adam and Eve have been created, been given a beautiful garden to, to work in, to take care of, filled with uh, food, filled with animals. They just had one rule. Does anybody know what the rule was? What's the rule? Yeah, well, fruit. Don't eat the fruit. We use apple a lot, you know, because... You know, Apple, Macintosh, you know, it's of the devil, but uh, just kidding. Just kidding. I love my iPhone. Um, it, it really, we don't really know. It was a, it was a piece of fruit. It was, it was a fruit tree. God said, don't, don't eat the fruit of that particular tree in the middle of the garden. Simple rule, right? Just one, just one tree. And that's exactly uh, what, what happened. Eve was deceived by this serpent, this creature who was anti-God, was against God, was opposed to God's beauty and God's power and God's control. And he came and he told Eve, he said, listen, you can take control of your own life. Like I, like I said earlier, like this could be the best week of your life. It could be the worst week of your life. The serpent came and he said, listen, God is limiting your fun. God is limiting your knowledge. 
God is limiting your ability to be all that you can be. If you just eat, if you just disobey this one rule that God has, has, has told you not to, not to do, if you just do that one thing, you'll be just like God. That's what the serpent said. And we know the rest of the story. God wasn't out of the picture at all, but like all of the Jurassic movies, something had gone terribly wrong. We now live in a what? Fallen kingdom. And maybe you can relate. Maybe you remember what this is. The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. You remember that? And this is just one of more than 20 high school, 20 school shootings in 2018 alone. And then there's Michael Paparo. Four years ago, this picture was taken. He's a member of our church. This picture was taken four years ago at his brother's wedding. He and his brother grew up together, both drug addicts, gotten their life clean, straightened out. His brother Johnny, good friend of mine, got married. Now he's working with youth in a church in Texas. But you know, sometimes, even though you know Christ, you still struggle, right? Well, Michael still struggled. Four months ago, he died of a heroin overdose. We buried him in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he's just one of hundreds that are victim to this fallen, what, kingdom. And things are out of control, and people are saying, just stay home. Dr. Sarah Sarkis, she said this. She said, anxiety is an epidemic. Have you ever been stressed out? Like beyond uh, just, you know, consolation? Well, anxiety is an extreme form of that. Anxiety is an epidemic, she says. Look at this. America spends $42 billion a year on the treatment of anxiety. Do you think that's out of control? Yeah, that's out of control. Here's, here's what I think you already know, but I'm just going to remind you. Why don't you just say that out loud with me? We live in a fallen kingdom. Why don't you read that with me again? We live in a fallen kingdom. Say it one more time. We live in a fallen kingdom. Say, wow, Aaron, I feel really depressed right now. It could get that way, couldn't it? I mean, is there any hope? Is there any hope for a better world? Is there any hope for a better future? I just want to read one verse to you tonight. Uh, I'm really not going to like preach this. I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to say one statement that I, I want you to talk with your counselors about tonight in your small groups. But here, here's the verse. Um, this verse has, has really impacted my life. It's impacted me for about 20 years now. And I go back to it time and time again because time and time again, I bury people that I care about. Just last year alone, I, I, I officiated 21 funerals. Most of those people were my friends. That's tough, isn't it? And every time I'm sitting 
in, in, the, in the funeral home, before or after the service with the family, you know what they asked me? Every single one of them asked me the same question. Do you know what they ask? Do you know what they ask? They say, just one word. Why? Have you ever asked why? Why did 29-year-old Michael Paparo have to die? Why did people have to shoot up all those schools? Why doesn't God do anything about it? Well, he has done something about it. We're going to talk about that this week. I'm not going to delve into that too much. I just want to read you this. John 16, verse 33. Why don't you read it out loud with me? It's on the screen. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Yep. All right, let's read it one more time. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but... All right, now I want you to read it one more time like you really mean it, like you understand the words. Read it one more time. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. Here's what I want to leave with you tonight. Jesus tells us that through faith in him, we can survive this fallen kingdom. I'm not going to tell you all the ins and outs of that tonight or this week because I don't know all the ins and outs of that. All I know is that life is hard, but God is good. That's what I know. I know life is hard because that's what I experience. Have you experienced the hardness of life? Yeah, it's hard. But I've also experienced the goodness of Christ. My three girls are deaf. And when my first girl was born, I thought, how in the world am I ever going to communicate with her? I don't know, sign. I have carpal tunnel. It's hard for me to even use my hands. I couldn't play the guitar for a while. I'm like, and I'm supposed to learn sign language? God, why would you give me a deaf girl as my daughter? And then she grew a little bit older, and we were getting used to it. And we had another girl, and she was deaf. And I'm like, God, why two? And then they grew up, and, and we had another daughter, and she was deaf. And I thought, God, why three girls? I know that life is hard. But when I walked into that intern room, and I saw those girls playing dodgeball on an exercise ball, do you think I was mad at them? I thought it was awesome. I was like, do it again, click. Do it again, click. Those girls have brought me so much what? joy. You know, there's, there can be joy in your journey. Even this week, that's why it could be the best week of your life, because you could have a terrible week. You could. You, you might not make a whole lot of friends, but that doesn't determine whether or not you can have joy. Jesus determines that. You can choose that. That's in your control. You can't control what your counselor says to you. You can't control what your friends say to you. You can't control what I say to you, but you can choose how to respond to it. You can choose to believe that Jesus is good. Life is hard, but God is good. Here's what I want you to, to take with you tonight. Jesus tells us that through faith in him, we can survive this fallen kingdom. We can repair some of it. How can you repair some of the hate in this world? Somebody tell me. How can you repair some of the hate in the world? Yeah, you can love, right? 
How can you repair some of the unforgiveness in this world? You can forgive. How can you repair some of the resentment in this world? Right? Bitterness, right? How can you repair that? By letting go of things, right? By looking past the flaws of other people, seeing them for who God created them to be. We can repair some of it, and eventually we can find ourselves in a better kingdom. That's the promise that Jesus gives us. That's the promise that we have in Christ, and that's the promise that we're going to talk about this week. Why don't you bow your heads and pray with me as we close out tonight. Father, we love you so much. And when we look at some of the pain in the world, we wonder, when's it going to stop? We just know, though, that you have overcome all of the pain and all of the heartache, all of the wrongs. You're going to right them all one day. Help us to choose joy regardless of the path that we're on in, the, in this moment, knowing that joy doesn't come from the path. Joy comes from your presence, no matter what the path is. Jesus, we love you. We're thankful for you. And we're looking forward to an awesome week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And who's looking forward to an awesome week? Who's looking forward to an awesome week? We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.